going to write with whatever you need. Um, and we're going to get started tonight. tonight. We're going to continue our series on the spiritual discipline, so our best practices series, right? Um, the practices that we're putting into place, right, um, on a regular basis will be helpful for our Christian and our spiritual walk. Um, these spiritual disciplines or best practices um, don't necessarily um, cause the change or transformation in our life, but it puts us in a position for God to inform us, God to change us, God to make us more like And so tonight, I want to talk about guarding our hearts. I talked a little bit um, on Saturday at the Bible brunch about guarding your heart and what that meant in terms of relationships, um, and I believe that's part of it. I believe going into relationships, um, we need to take care of not just our heart, but the other person's heart as well, um, you know, to, to honor them and respect them and treat them well and, and to take care of them um, so that we don't end up hurting them or hurting them. Um, but the practice of guarding your heart, I think, goes far beyond that. Um, I was at VTech a while back. Uh, I think it was like spring semester, or January, or something like that. And I was attending the weekly service, right? Virginia Tech, that's um, gone on, you know, stuff with them. Um, Anthony Saladino came and spoke one night at our Chi Alpha. Um, but I was listening to him, and, him talk, and he was doing a series on spiritual disciplines. Um, and he was talking about all of the reasons. Specifically, he was talking about guarding your heart. And in his opinion, it was the most important reason. And when we look at scripture, we can see kind of Proverbs chapter 4, verse 24. chapter 4, verse 24. Above all else, guard your heart. Everything you do flows from it. And I'll read it again. Above all else, guard your heart. Everything you do flows from it, right? Flows from your heart. So we see the reason it's so important for us to guard our hearts is because that's where it all starts. Right? That's, that is the center. That's where our motives are. That's where our words come from. That's where our actions come from. Right? When we come to Christ, that's what the Lord starts with, is our hearts. Right? On Valentine's Day, people give hearts to people they love. When we accept Christ, we give our heart right? We give our heart to God. And the thing is, he cares more about your heart than, than he, he cares more about your heart than anyone does. He's madly in love with you, right? Talk about, you know, it's Valentine's Day and love and stuff like that. Let me tell you, God is madly in love with you. He's a deep part of your core. Right? He's in love with your heart. He's in love with who you are and who you're going to be. Right, I heard a quote from, uh, I think it was Tim Keller, who says, my wife's been married to eight husbands, and they've all been me. Seven? Yeah, seven husbands, they've all been me. <laughs> Which, like, uh, okay. 
And what we mean, what, what he said is, I've grown and I've, and I've transformed as the length of our marriage. And at different times, I've been this way and this way, and different times, I've been this way and this way. See, God is in love with you from the image. Right? When you were created, when he formed you in your mother's womb, and all the way up until you see him face to face. He is madly in love with you. Right? And so we can trust him with our heart. We can trust him with our heart because he knows what's best for us. What's best for us. Anthony, in his sermon, he said it like this. He says, the creator knows what you were created for. He knows your purpose. And that's something you deserve. And then he went on to say, so the world cannot define you because it did not create you. Sometimes, right, and, and that's true. Sometimes the world or, or situations in life are too damaging to hurt us. Right? Sometimes it hurts us. It hurts our heart. So before we move on, right, and how we can be disciplined regarding our heart, what best practices we can put in place. I want to say, you know, I'm sorry for any of the hurt you guys have in your first life. I'm genuinely Right? It wasn't designed that way. We weren't supposed to experience sin. We weren't supposed to experience the punishment of sin. Um, but we fell, and that's where we're at. We caused some brokenness to happen in this world, sometimes in our lives. So when I talk about these guarding your heart, I know that sometimes we can't help it. But what we can help, let's try to be disciplined and guard it back. Let's try to be disciplined in what we can do. Let God heal us. That being said, let's switch back. This might be a little short, but I know I always say that it ends up being around 40 minutes. But we'll see what happens. Um, but the first point I want to make tonight is be careful what we do sermons. In guarding our hearts, we want to be careful what we love Who in here loves sushi? Love sushi. Okay, we got one, we got two, we got three, we got a baby in the back. Who in here doesn't love sushi? Raise your hand. Okay, okay. Well, it's an acquired taste, so you just have to try it until you like it. <laughs> just kidding. How many people have heard that before? A lot of people, yeah. Exactly. It does, it's, sometimes it's work for people, they can't try it until they like it. Right? Sometimes it's just, my mom has tried it for like a few times. But, um, at Discipleship 101 last week, um, we read an article, and the article said, we hunger for what we feed over, right? We live in this consumption culture where we're constantly consuming content, right? We consume, you know, a lot of content, a lot of content's thrown our way, um, right? Games. Uh, movies, TV, news, 
right? More physical things, food, drugs. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we get to consume in our culture. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with sushi. Um, I love sushi. However, there are some things that we shouldn't consume, right? Some things that are harmful for us that if we consume them, they're going to hurt us, right? And the more we consume it, the more we're one of it. That's where we get, you know, there's uh, obviously chemical things uh, that happen in the body, uh, but, you know, there's, our brains are trained to, like, Rat with the cheese, you know, pressing the button to get the cheese. And the cheese and there's no cheese, and you just keep pressing the button. So, the more we consume something, the more we start to desire it, right? But the more it causes us to act like we need to act like Why is that? Why is that? Why does when we consume bad things, we get in bad ways? Luke 6.45 says a good man and then oh it's up there on the screen so Luke chapter 6 verse 45 says a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart the mouth speaks and the heart is full of There's this concept of deposit and withdraw, right? And maybe you guys have bank accounts. I hope you do. If you don't, set up a bank account. I apologize now. Um, but uh, start saving money for dollar college to pay off your student loans. <laughs> You'll need it. Um, but whatever I put in my bank accounts, that's what I can pull out. If I put in 20 bucks, I can pull out. If I go to my bank account and I try to withdraw 20 bucks and I never deposit it anymore, um, they'll say, no, you can't have 20 bucks because I never deposited anything. Right? And sometimes I get fined. <laughs> you know, an overdrafting or something like that. It looks like you have insufficient funds for this. Um, but that's the, it's the same thing with our heart. It's just what we put into our heart, right? You fill it with good stuff, you consume good stuff, and out of it, right, you're going to produce good stuff. If you fill it with bad stuff, then out of it, you're going to produce bad stuff. Right? Fill it with good stuff. Fill it with good books. Fill it with good movies, good influencers, things like that. Right? That's a word that I'm learning. Anyway, I'm not that old, but I'm kind of old. <laughs> um, but fill it with, yeah. Fill it with good stuff. Right? Here's what can happen if you fill it with bad stuff. I want you guys to turn to 1 Kings 11, 1 through 6. And why you guys are turning there? So 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 1 through 6. That verse right there. Why you guys are turning there? Here's the disclaimer. I'm not saying that, please don't. I'm not saying that all I'm not saying all these things are bad, right? But I am saying that the 
says, King Solomon, however, loved many foreign women besides Pharaoh's daughter, Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Sidonians, Hittites. They are from nations about which the Lord has told the Israelites, you must not intermarry them because they will surely turn your heart after your death. Nevertheless, Solomon held fast in his love. He had 700 wives and well over 300 concubines, and his wives led him astray. As Solomon grew old, his wives came to heart. After other gods, his heart was not fully devoted to the Lord his God, as the heart of David was devoted to him. He followed the Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonians, and Moab, the detestable god of the Ammonites. So Solomon did evil in the eyes of the Lord. He did not follow the rules of the Lord. So So we see that Solomon is led away by his wife to other gods, right? That what he was um, putting himself around, what he was um, consuming in a sense, I don't know if he was consuming those gods, but um, what he was putting himself around, what he was being was leading him astray. He was a negative influence. So what does that look like today, right? Um, social media influencers, TV, news, uh, right? There's videos on the internet that are horrific. I mean, like, amazing to your body. Um, you know, and I know that a few years ago, uh, people were killed right on the screen. They were killed, you know, and you know, all kinds of just things that you can find on the internet. They are negative or positive. And I think we can get a little bit confused when we get into that. So, what are you consuming this evening? What are you consuming that is, is, is influencing you to do something, right? That is causing you to think a certain way or do a certain thing? There's this old like tale of these two wolves. Um, the two wolves uh, are at the same time they're the same weight, they're the same strength. And so if these two wolves are fighting, 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 the question is which one covers which wolf? Right? And if it's over a long period of time, what's the wolf that keeps its head? Is the world that has enough to eat that keeps continuing to 
and is able to get stronger and stronger towards the point of the world. And the picture is that inside us we have these two natures, these two competing natures, right? We have the competing nature of one, the Christ nature inside of us, and then we have kind of our fleshly, sinful nature. They're at battle, right? They're two worlds fighting together. Which one of the worlds is the one we feed? Right? Are you feeding the Christ nature by consuming good things, right? By listening to, to, to good influencers, by watching good stuff, by reading good things, by looking at good things? Or are you feeding the flesh, the sinful nature, by looking at things that are not good, things that are harmful, things that lead to negative situations, changes the way you think about certain things? I want, to be, I want you guys to be careful with these too because whatever we'll be feeding is what we're eating. Right? The more we consume something, the more we desire it, the more we feed, the more we desire it. And so, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do to, to be careful what we consume? Because in this culture that we live in, we're constantly being bombarded with. With sources of media, with uh, in you know people uh, speaking, everybody has a voice these days, and that's good. But not everything that everybody's saying is good. And so, what, what I'm going to tell you guys to do is, is is something I see in the Bible, and it might not have to, you know, be all of these things, right? But it, I say take track. Matthew chapter 18, verse 8 through 9 says, If your hand or foot, this is Jesus talking, cause you to sin, cut it off, throw it away. Better for you to enter life crippled or lame than to have two hands, two feet, and burn an eternal fire. If your eye causes you to fall in the sin, gouge it out, throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than have two eyes and turn the entire day. When Jesus first talked about sin in the garden, he's talking to people that can't help lusting after Can you imagine having sex with people? Um, you know, can't imagine having sex with someone who's not getting out of it. Right? And, and so Jesus is talking about that sin. Just thinking about that. Right? The takeaway from this is sin is serious. And I'm, you know, please don't hear this the wrong way. But sin is serious, and we need to treat it seriously. Right? And it's not because we receive some sort of Christian paradigm and say, I'm a sin free boy and I lived all my life and I've never sinned. You know, whatever. That was like a sin in the forever. But it's, we don't. Avoid sin because we get some sort of badge or it, 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 it some sort of makes us better than other Christians or whatever. Right? But, but, but I want you to, to fight against sin because God wants the best for you. God wants an abundant life for you. God laid out all of his blood, spilled all of his blood on the cross so that you would have an abundant, eternal life. He wants you to grasp that. He wants you to experience that. It's in, in a different way at that moment. 
some random dude on the street in the face, he's going to punch me back. There's a consequence for that wrongdoing. Right? If I cheat on my wife, he'll kill me. <laughs> There's a consequence for sin. Guys, to, to take passive measures, not because uh, you know, so we can be you know better than other Christians or whatever, but because I you have the fullest, most abundant life that God wants you to have. I love you and He wants the best for you. Not to see negative stuff in your face. There is constantly stuff on that face. Right? Targeted ads, pop ups, uh, live streaming, right? Live TV. Um, you know, there's constantly. Things coming out that we can't necessarily control what we see in a sense, right? If we're already walking or if we're already looking or already scrolling or whatever. And so how can we take steps? How can we take drastic measures, right? If we have a problem with a certain sin, how can we take drastic steps to control what we can see? Right? Just an example, I had a buddy who um, took drastic steps to control, you know, to help him fight, help him guard his heart. Um, he lived in a breakfast room attached to a living room that was completely naked in his apartment so that he had accountability at all times. Right? I, you know, I've heard other people. Um, you know, take the door off and look in the room together. You can't have accountability. Someone, you know, saying, I want you to come into my life because I want to fight against this sin. I want to take drastic measures measures to defeat this. And we all struggle with different things. One person we do is struggle with stuff just like you guys struggle with. And I have to take drastic measures. It's, it's just simply not walking in sin. It causes you to manipulate And so I'm just going to get specific. So, what does that look like for you specifically? First thing is when we feel like we're dirty, when we feel like we messed up, when we feel like Tons of garbage. What I want you guys to do is not turn away from God, but allow Him to pour out His Spirit to, to clear you, to, to, to take in more of your life, to invite God to take up more residence in your life. Because the only way to clean, right, um, a dirty cup of water is to pour more water into it, right? Keep pouring more and more and more and more water until eventually all the dirt just rises out. So all the stuff in there just rises out. 
That's the same thing with us. Yeah. And it might be a process. I hope it happens with you guys every night, but sometimes it takes time. There's some sin in my life that it's okay to have I need to have you in your hands. You can't social. So first thing, ask God for a discerning heart, right, or wisdom. Take first to chapter two, verse four. And we see that Solomon at the beginning of his reign, right, the man that turned away from God because of had people influencing him to serve other gods, right? The man who did that at the beginning, he, he asked God, he said, God gave me a discerning heart. I give you wisdom. God gave it to him. Right? Solomon, um, you know. Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, right? Lots of good wisdom. Those are books that Solomon wrote. And so in the beginning of his life, he was a man after God's heart that wisdom and pursued a discerning heart. But also he says in Ecclesiastes, he didn't deny his eyes anything. He didn't deny himself anything. Ask God, God, what is it smart for me to consume? What are the measures I need to take to guard my heart? Because He's going to ask me. Right? We can allow the Holy Spirit to convict our hearts and say, nah, I don't think we should do that. And we got to say, okay, God, not, what was that? I thought, no, that, that wasn't God. I didn't hear anything. You know? Oh, are you willing to hear the voice of the Spirit? Right? Be careful what you consume. Guard your eyes and your steps. Right? It matters what you walk. There are certain places that you shouldn't let your feet carry you. Right? There's certain sites you shouldn't go to. There's certain you know, rabbit trails that you shouldn't go down. Right? It starts getting darker and darker. It starts getting um, more and more obscene. It starts getting more and more Just don't take the steps to do that. Consume good things. Right? Again, the way to clean out the glasses is put more good stuff in. Good books, good um, movies, good TV, good influences. Sermons, good people, put yourself around good people. Don't ask how far can I go, ask how old can I Right? We always want to push the limit. We're like, and, 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 and again, I'm not saying I'm good at this stuff. I'm preaching to myself as well as I'm preaching to you. You know, we, we, we say, well, it, it really isn't this bad if I just do this, or it really isn't, you know, I'll just keep, and you keep pushing it. To the point where you're like, how's that enough? 
right? And people that catch themselves in these harmful cycles doesn't start with them immediately going, yep, sounds like your crystal meth. Let me have it. Right? It starts with other things that people don't know. Sometimes there's hurt. Right? And, and, and Grace is not the one for the rest of us. And so because of that, we want to take drastic measures, right? Social media, and this is just an example, um, right? Fast from something or give it up completely. Social media, I occasionally take social media, right? Whether it be for a day, yeah. For a day or for a week or for a while, just because like there's some stuff there that is it just gets tiring, right? Or it just toxic, or it just like I don't want to see that because I don't want to think about things that I shouldn't be thinking about. Right? Social media can be such a tool, right? I have that as an Instagram, right? You know, so it can be a tool. We use it, like it can be a good thing. But if you're struggling. Don't put yourself in a situation for a little while to see that helps, right? Sometimes I fast from video games, right? There's one week that I fasted That's a hard week because I didn't really like playing video games. But I was able to spend time reading the Word. I was able to spend time reading books about the Bible. I was able to spend time with people and, and making um, actually, I, I, I just fasting I had a couple of weeks. But 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 in those times where I was alone instead of playing video games, instead of looking at some sort of media, I spent the time consuming good things. I spent the time talking to people that should take Right? Certain things that I was told because it means to think about things that I shouldn't. Simple. Matthew 28 29 just talks about. And I'm not, and I'm not going to say like I'm not going to shout out things that you should give up because I don't want to put a burden on you by having acceptance. I don't want to burden you. I'm not doing this to put some sort of wall, some sort of rule set on you because you're doing something wrong. I'm doing it so you guys can think about measures that you take to make the right things. Right? I'm not saying you guys should um, go. You know, put your feet down the lawn and shoot them with a shotgun or something like that, right? Or go, you know, burn your all your music or whatever. That's not what I'm saying. Because <laughs> that was things that has happened in the last few years. But what I am saying is just be careful. 
Lastly, this is what I'm going to see. chapter 12, verse 1. Most important. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Pointing at shame that sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. And so, lastly, listen up. Fix your eyes on Jesus. I want you guys to focus on Him. Right? To pursue Him. As we pursue Him, He transforms us. us to live out the purpose that He has set before. Right, these are just guidelines, practices. Without that The sermon I listened to um, Anthony Lee explained that Jesus always goes to the heart. Right, like the woman at the well, the rich young ruler, like he goes past the actions and he gets to the heart of the issue. He sees what's really wrong in the life, and I and I know that God sees what's really going on in the life. Right? Better than anything I can see or anybody else. I believe it needs to be healed. I believe the Lord wants to mend our broken heart. He wants to sanctify all of us so we can live out the beautiful purpose. Like all the best practices, but it puts us in changes our focus on negative things. Jesus, that we fix our eyes not on the negative, but on the And we and it changes what is that tank so we can live out the abundant life God has. I just know the Lord tonight. I want you to think of him. Try to be careful and take drastic measures in your life. If there's anything that you need tonight, or maybe your heart is broken, maybe your heart has been unguarded, Back to the back, right? Into the process. Life. Life. Help. Help. 
Now can she use his ability? So with everybody's head bowed, with everybody's eyes closed, like, is there anybody in here that you think you can heart to Jesus? Like, would you just raise your hand? Never really gave up the hope. Never really took the Holy Spirit. Anyone here? The people that are giving their life to you, the people that are making that commitment to you, saying, God, I want to give my whole heart to you. I don't want to just give half of it. I don't want to just give a piece of it, but God, I want to give my whole heart to you. God, let us all do that tonight. That we want to be hacked in of this walk with you, but we be Not just act. You would take our hearts, Lord, and you would just be there. Lord, you would guide us in all of our ways, and Lord, that we would allow them to live out their full purpose, to live out who they were meant to be, to live that full and abundant life with you, God. Yeah, that up.